Some people claim that the atrocities we commit in our fiction are those inner desires which we cannot commit in our controlled civilization. So they are expressed instead through our art. I don't agree. I believe heaven and hell are one and the same. The soul belongs to heaven and the body to hell. Welcome to the Blasphemous Cinema Podcast. I'm your host, Shake, and with me today is, of course, my good co-host and buddy, Addison. How are you doing today, Addison? I'm, I'm all right. That movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's fucked. <laughs> we watched Cannibal Holocaust for the podcast today, a movie infamous in the disturbing cinema realm for how controversial, how fucked up it is. Um, it's very controversial, very very highly talked about in disturbing movies and boy this is both this is both our second time seeing it and for both of us it was a very fucked up second viewing fucked i can say (laughs) yeah like for some reason it was a lot worse on the second time around this movie is very unpleasant and vile those are the the two best things I could say. Grotesque. Um, <laughs> grotesque. Very grotesque. Like, several moments where you're literally just sitting there like, what am I watching right now? This is, this is fucked. This That's is like disturbing. exactly what goes through your head while you're watching it. Yeah. Like, so many moments you're just like, what the, f- why am I watching yeah. this? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, basically, we... I, for one, am at a crossroads. We will get to it more later in the podcast, but I'm at a crossroads right now. Whether, you know, is this movie um, rightfully exploitative in a way that it has a lot of good commentary on um, Americans and how, you know, basically we've treated... um, outsiders and um, native people or is it just straight up expectative nastiness that has no reason to be made it was just all for shock value and it's completely disturbing and it has a lot of no to little artistic merit i am very much (laughs) okay i am very much stuck in between the two right now and you know, I thought after watching it, you know, you gave me a couple hours to think about it, and I'm still stuck in between those two. Um, so, overall, I mean, my quick re- little review about it would be that this, um, you know, for such a, um, like, it's a grindhouse film. It's like for, like for such a, like, kind of a... Um, I wouldn't even say that. I would say low, it's a Gorn film, like just gore porn. I would say Gorn more okay. than Grindhouse. Okay, because you know, because it's been released like on several Grindhouse productions. That's why I said Grindhouse. No, um, I feel you. I, I know a lot of people yeah. consider it that, but I would say more yeah. like I would say Grindhouse is more like Cell Block, Cell Block Brawl, and Cell Block Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I just consider it's like it's very low budget but at the same time doesn't feel low budget at the fact that you know that the acting is actually a lot better than i remember it being no i'm not saying it's good or anything but it's like 
some of the acting is just fine. Yeah, you can tell then, it's like meant for like B movie acting. Like, you yeah. can tell the director was like, act like it's a B movie. <laughs> he told yeah. him that. Um, then the score is absolutely phenomenal. I love the soundtrack to this movie. That's the so only much. good part. It's, it's a it's, it's so a fucking bop. Filled. <laughs> it is so filled with dread. And then the times where it uses like a very upbeat and um like soothing type of song is very good yeah it's, it's honestly um, the score is the only good part of the movie i honestly think on the second time it didn't stand out on the first time but on the second time i'd have to say i really like the cinematography this time around um i do really like a lot of what the camera is doing throughout the entire movie um but like I said, I'm very stuck in between whether to pass this off as a really good commentary on how Americans and the world treats natives and um, basically because there's certain scenes that you could argue that are artistic in the way that they portrayed the deaths and you know the direction choices are behind it. Or is this just simply just a gore film that has no artistic merit and is very exploitative and offensive to native cultures? Yeah. And we'll talk about both. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> both. Um, so that's kind of my quick review on it. Um, Edison, what would you like to say? Um, honestly, I just don't really... I'm not gonna. I don't think it's offensive to native people, and I don't think it's really offensive in the controversial sense of the okay. stuff that it's putting on film. I just don't think it has any artistic integrity because it kind of folds in on itself. Like there would be one thing to make a movie where you f- basically just see these people going through it in a documentary sense. Yeah, but I don't like the fact that the director is basically making us watch people that are watching the documentary also. So he's basically telling Uh us what we should think about the documentary. And it it feels preachy to me. And I think it was, I think it was Samuel Fuller. Okay. I might be wrong about this, but I think it was Samuel Fuller, but he says, as soon as you start preaching, you know, you've made a bad movie. And that's, I don't know. I've kind of held on to that. And I see that in this movie because it just feels like the director, instead of letting people provoke thought and think about See it that, themselves yeah. they're kind of just getting told what they should think about it they're just getting told like mm-hmm. yeah this is this is uh this is terrible this is very counterproductive yeah. it's like it's like then why'd you make the movie dude like <laughs> we don't want to hear you tell us how we should feel about a second movie within your movie it's kind of meta in a sense that it shouldn't be yeah and you know it's but it's very conflicting because you know on for some re for for some people, that exact same thing that you just said would be why it would be so great. Like, you know, like it's kind of a two-sided path that I've already alluded to. Um, but, I mean, like you said, um, one of your favorite aspects of the movie was the score. For sure. It was, um, um, I just liked the way it was used. And, of course, it just sounds good. Like, it's, yeah, it really is like kind of a, it sounds like industrial kind of music, but also at the same time, it's got classical music in there too, and it's got like it's got influences from all over. But at the same time, it all gives you that same sense of dread, even the uplifting sounds that you were yeah. talking about that they use at certain parts of movies. Even those have a very dreadful sense to them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little background information before we get into the full on uh, narrative of the film. Um, uh, some cool kind of tidbits is like the director um, got arrested. <laughs> the yes, he did. That's what exactly what I was going to do because the director was arrested on grounds that did he actually kill some of the people in this movie? Well, they thought so. <laughs> yeah, they thought so because they couldn't find the actors. They disappeared for all. a while after the release. They <laughs> like yep. Blair Witch style. And and that's what I that's one of my favorite aspects of the movie is like, you know, that's why I thought about the um is you know, it's like Blair Witch, like you're actually if imagine seeing this in nineteen eighty and just being like, what is real and what isn't? And obviously we know it was all fake, but could you imagine seeing that in 1980 and the director gets arrested? They can't find the actors. Like, holy shit, did this guy just kill his actors on screen? Yeah, see, I think the, and trivia, release a movie. the trivia and the PR behind it is a lot more interesting than the actual movie. <laughs> okay. Because there's okay. a lot of stuff that went on in the background of it that, you know, because he actually had people, I think he had people post. Like, you know, pictures kind of like Blair Witch did also where they're, like, missing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And used actual pictures of them from their families and stuff like that. Like, it was all yeah. very realistic, the PR was, around it. Mm-hmm. And also, there's there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of divide between how the movie was perceived by critics and um, fans. It is a very split divide. Like... Actually, when it came out, it received a lot of praise, and it did very well in box office numbers um, until it was pulled from a lot of countries. Like as soon as like it started getting, oh, I'm sure they pulled a it little real bit fast. bigger than <laughs> they put. They pulled it really fast in like the UK and Japan and all that stuff. Well, UK fucking um, pulled Clockwork Orange, so I'm sure they pulled this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. You, just, you know, it's like it starts making a bunch of money. Oh shit, what do we what do we have here? And then, they pull it right out under under their feet. It's just crazy. Um, the it wasn't it banned also in a whole bunch of countries too. Yes, yeah, it's been banned a lot of places. Then on top of it, one of the worst aspects of the movie is the animal cruelty aspect. That's um, one of my least favorite the movie, parts of it. Yeah, throughout the movie, the director opts to actually kill real live animals um for the film and you know when i first saw it i didn't know that and i'm like damn this looks real like how did they even do this and then of course i look it up afterwards and i start looking into the film and yeah they killed a lot of the animals they used in this film um, r.i.p the rat r.i.p the tortoise r.i.p the pig r.i.p the monkey yeah they were just um the tortoise one was the worst it was that was horrible Um, to watch and i like you said it was kind of like you know how this film kind of feels preachy it's you know kind of the the director telling the audience how fucked up this movie is i feel like he was just like trying to go for as he was just trying to piss people off as much as he could throughout the movie and 
this kind of tops it all just because of how real it was. That's what I'm saying. If and, you're going to make a movie about that and then preach about it, then don't actually do the bad shit. Like, just make it look so real, but it's fake. Don't actually do it real yeah. and then be like, you should be pissed off about this. I'm pissed off. Why is this in this movie? Like, you can't tell us to be pissed about something you did, dude. <laughs> it's so counterproductive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's just a very complex like discussion in a way. It's just like, it's kind of just like, you just go back and forth. Like what, what actually happened here with this movie? Like, what are we even talking about? It's, it's just like the Eric Andre meme, except for it's the director and he's shooting at stuff. And it's like, why would you do this? Why would I do this? <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the audience. Like, why would you do this? Why would you enjoy yeah. this? Why'd you make it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, that is how a lot of like Italian exploitive movies are, which this is kind of the staple of those t- movies as well. You know, they're very exploitive and offensive to um, groups, and they're over the top, very bloody, very gory, overtly sexual. And, um, you know, and then this movie, like th- during this time, there's a lot, there was a lot of, um, cannibal movies being made like like and a big one that kind of spun off of this one the set like the second most biggest one is cannibal ferox um which cannibal ferox takes a lot of stuff to the next level in the gore aspects but it's a significantly worse movie oh i got you like and like one of my like the things I re- get reminded the most about that movie, even though there's a lot of really good practical effects and gore and fucked up things in it, it can't escape the fact that when it's not doing that, it feels like a porno. Oh no! <laughs> with the music and the acting, that's what it feels like. Um, <laughs> but but at least Cannibal Holocaust doesn't feel like that as much. But we digress. Okay. This is a part of the podcast where we get into the full narrative. So, um, your spoiler warning I don't, is here. <laughs> you, this is your spoiler warning. Um, do we recommend this film? No. No, I do not. I. If you really want to, if you're really interested, go for it. If you're, if you're triggered easily and you don't want to see animal cruelty and you don't want to see very graphic rape scenes and torture scenes and mutilation, yeah, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You can you can listen to you can listen to us talk about it though. Hear us you know, talk our shit. We're not complaining about it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Spoiler warning. Let's get it. Okay. So basically, um, you know, the film opens up with, like we were talking about earlier, is like that like slow, soothing song. And it's all like the credits over the the Amazon rainforest. And as as soon as I thought about this, I was like, damn, it, it kind of feels like I've seen this a million times already, but I haven't. For some reason, it just felt so familiar. But at the same time, it feels like that opening feels so good. Like this is like definitely like the type of 
opening I want from a really fucked up movie. Yeah, they make it to where it just feels super normal and like a day is cool in the opening. It's like, oh, listen to this nice yep. music. Look at these opening title cards. Look, we're flying over the nice plains in the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's all so soothing and you're just like you don't realize where you're about to get exactly to at all. It's not even a warning. Um nope, none at all. And so basically you find out that a team of um um documenters, documenters Document- uh, I don't like what do you even call documenters, I guess. Yeah, documenters um went into the Amazon rain, Amazon rainforest more um more signature to this movie they called it the green inferno which um, is a better film a movie <laughs> oh we, we we'll see about that <laughs> and so <laughs> so the adventure you find out that these group of documenters went into the green inferno and they for a it's been a month and a half, and they haven't seen any of them. Nothing they at don't. all. No one knows where they are. And so, a Harold Monroe, an anthropologist from the New York University, agrees to lead a rescue mission in hopes of finding the missing filmmakers. They gone. And and so basically, um, they take it's the anthropologist, and you have a bunch of military personnel go into the raid force, conduct a raid on the local Yakumo tribe. And, you know, you see the tribe and a group of the native members are eating a dead human body. And soon the military personnel just unloads on the natives. They take one of the natives hostage and, um, the, you get to meet two more people. You get to meet a guide, Chaco, and his assistant Miguel. Which Chaco and is actually one of the so, best characters. You know, like I, I, yeah, most definitely. Like it, it's kind of like that stereotypical, like no um, man, just <laughs> like like safari type yeah, guy. He's just like, hey, quit fucking S- around, safari guide. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's actually good here. Like it's it is legitimately good yeah. here. So Chaco and then his assistant Miguel, which Miguel has like for he's very more akin to like how the natives speak and everything like that, um, and their ways and all that stuff. So, which all this opening after, is actually good. Like it is. all this part where they're exploring um, and they're trying to find the documenters or documenters or their whatever. When they're trying to find them, all yeah. that part of the movie is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it, I mean, like, you legitimately, like, are interested in what they're doing. Um, and so as they're um, sifting through the jungle and one of the dead natives has a necklace with one of the light- lighters from the documenters um, strapped to his necklace. Um so that's when they start getting, you know, suspicious that they may have already died. And so the rescue team um, encounters the Yukumo tribe. Um, and so basically they have their hostage and Miguel um, strips down, 
to signal like that he's trying to do an exchange and they like they at first like three times they shoot um a barrage of like poison needles just at, at him, his feet though and they don't get him they just keep shooting yeah. at his feet to see what um, he's doing yeah and so after that they kind of signal that they leave and then like oh yeah they're signaling that they're going they're gonna do an exchange talk it over um so once there the the group is kind of greeted with some hostility and um they learn that the filmmakers that were there before caused a lot of unrest among the people and shot one of their people in the um, leg it was like the yeah guy. yeah he was yeah the one guy had a really big gunshot wound in Which his by thigh. the time you see him um, in that part of the movie, it's like infected and he's about to be dead. Yeah. Um, and so next, the next day, Monroe, the um, anthropologist, and his guides head deeper into the rainforest um, where they locate two wearing cannibal tribes, the uh, Yanomamo, the Yanomamo tribe, and the Shimatari tribe. Um, they encounter a group of um, the Shamatari warriors and follow them to the river bank where um, where the team saves a group from the um, the Yanomamo tribe from death. And Yeah, they basically like help them this out before... to get their trust so yeah. they can get back to their camp because it's like the battle. They're like at war with the people. It's the tree people and the swamp people. And that was like, yeah. And they're like rival tribes, and they're trying to get to the other tribes. So they fought off the other one to help get yep. their trust to go into it. Yep. And so, bef- like a little bit before this, um, as they're searching around in the rainforest, you get like your your first legitimate disturbing scene, and this scene. Is where they're on the riverbank, and um, Chaco tells um, Monroe and his assistant Miguel not to intervene because they need a hot, they need um, to find the village, so they need to keep the the person alive. And this person had tied up and dragged one of the native women um, over to just this. I don't, like just this yeah, it was just a random side, bank, honestly. Yeah, and but this um, was before all the other he, tribe stuff happened. She's she, yeah, she's completely naked, um, and he starts to rape her with a large wooden pike. I would I, say I don't. It was either that or like and, a big stone. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's either one of those, and he starts raping her with it, and it's pretty tough to watch then um shoves a huge whopping thing of mud into her genital area and then bludgeons her bludgeons her over the head until she dies then puts her back on the canoe and floats her down the river chaco said it was like a God for no, what was it? It was like a spiritual ritual for her it was, being it was adulterous, like a, or for, and then or something yep, like that. Yep, I was about to say it's like it was a punishment for um adultery. And they couldn't intervene, and yeah, and 
if he didn't kill her, he would have been killed back at the tribe. Um, you know, it's kind of moments like these with Chaco where do they really know that or are they just saying that just some bullshit? I honestly don't know, but I feel like Chaco and Miguel actually knew what they were doing when they were talking to these tribesmen because, okay. you know, they knew all their okay. customs yeah. and all that. So I feel like I feel like yeah. they actually knew okay. what they were saying. They weren't just making something up. Okay. Um, and then so, um, you know, they go back to the, um, the Yanomano um, tribe and, you know, they're... They got their hostage. They're suspicious, but yeah, but they're suspicious, but also at the same time, kind of showing a little bit of gratitude here and there. Then you get this funny scene where Monroe gets naked in the river and a bunch of Yano Mano women come and join him. And they're like, they start messing with him. They're like playing with him. Yeah. And like, you know, they're kind of like subtly pushing him, like, like, subtly like playing with his genitals and yeah it's just this funny scene and so the women lead um monroe back to their shrine where he discovers the skeletal remains and camera and film lenses um from the filmmakers yeah, their whole crew basically all strung up in a little shrine yeah and they refuse to let them take the remains because it wards off bad omens. And so they realize, hey, we need, you know, we need to, um, they need to do something to get the film. We need, we need to, yeah, we need the, they need to get the film. So, um, he confronts the Yanuamo village with and plays music from a tape recorder and they all love it. <laughs> so, the intrigued natives, you know, they, they agree to trade um, that for the surviving reels of film. Yeah, which um, Monroe said, which I'm guessing he got this from Chaco and Miguel, but he said that the reason they were so frightened of the tape recorders that he thought he could trap voices. And so, and that means that yeah. the tribesmen also thought that he could trap souls. So that, that's why they gave him the yeah. film reels for the tape recorder. Yeah. And um this is around the time like a little bit before this where you kind of see the first animal death. Um yes, the rat possum thing. Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, Miguel like at first it doesn't look like a real animal at all. Like it wasn't like making a lot of noise at all for how like aggressive um Miguel was handling it. But no, after that, he sticks a full-on knife through the muskrat's throat and guts it and everything. I was like, damn. Like, once you once he inserted the knife into the, the muskrat's throat, that's when it got bad. I was like, damn, are we really yeah. doing this? Are we really doing this right now? Because once he did now? that, it was like, Just, you didn't really feel like it was practical. After he did that, if that makes sense, like yeah. had a very real kind of look to it. No, it you does. Saw yeah. it and you're just like, oh, that's. I don't think that's fake. You were like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, basically, Monroe goes back to New York, and everyone 
is kind of like these ex- like these um broadcasting executive executives are like saying yo every everyone wants to know what happened to these people they have a right to know what happened to them and you know we have this footage we need to put it out and well Monroe's like let's watch the actual footage before making a decision and so they also show um one of the cameramen Alan they show him, him some of his previous works and this stuff looked yeah it looked tough real as well like this <laughs> stuff looked, looked <laughs> it looked real it looked really real but it wasn't like you know this was in like an like probably like a country and like it kind of reminded me of um some countries in South Africa or something like that and where like they had problems with pre- police brutality and stuff like that where they taking people hostages and doing really fucked up things to them but then yeah one of the executives like no that was all fake that was all fake Which documentary makes you think after and you see so the whole movie cuz once you see the whole movie you realize that the people didn't really fake stuff the actual documenters so then it makes yeah. you think like the stuff that they actually sold them and told them was fake was probably not yeah um and so you get a you get a lot of background on Alan as a filmmaker um a lot of people had said like you know this man like takes everything to the absolute limit um if you don't do what he says on on um on set you're gonna get yelled at he always wants the most extreme things and so the and then this is where you start um this is where you start actually seeing the footage from the filmmakers um and they begin with uh you know they're they're there um they're getting ready at this hotel you know like oh this is the last time that um we're gonna be able to take a shower we don't need this stuff there's gonna be no electricity that type of stuff and then so then they have this one guide with them who uh has some guns so they have protection and so the time they get there you know they're not really seeing anything at first um then their guide gets bit by well, a they snake. kill the tortoise first before the snake and is, is yeah the that's one of the first, first? things they okay. did when they got in the forest uh, okay so they one of the first things they do is they as they're setting up at their little camp um they get in the water and they find this tortoise and you know kind of like i didn't really like like i said the first time like it kind of doesn't seem like a real tortoise because like it doesn't seem like it's struggling all that much but then as soon as they get it on like get it out of the water and they literally just hack yeah, off its which head. Is terrible. It looks they, awful. <laughs> just terrible. And just like it's it's like so appalling. And then after that they cut off its legs and then they saw off the bottom of its shell so you can literally see all of its insides 
and that's when you really yeah. know what's real. <laughs> that's when you because, see all like, the organs and like, stuff. Like, e- even as, like, how great practical effects are in some instances, when you see that, you're like, damn, that is real because, like, it it looks so – it's it's real. It's literally just straight-up real intestines, guts, organs, and it's just, like – and just by the way, like, he's, like, sawing at the – um the shell as he's taking it out from underneath the turtle, like all like as a person who's um, gutted deer before and all that stuff, like you can tell it's real and it just makes it even worse. Like, you, like why, like you feel so bad yeah. for the turtle. And it's just like, this man, this man wasn't doing just anything. Him up. <laughs> like you're filming a and movie. Like, why? All of it. Like and, there's not one part that's cut out. Yeah. Completely all of it. And then, then they start eating the tortoise, and it's like, dude, like, I wonder if, like, the act, the director actually made them eat the actual I feel like meat. Faye, she was the only one that puked. But I feel like that was, like, genuine. Yeah, I think Faye, that was real. <laughs> yeah. Faye, one of the filmmakers, she 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 pukes right after. Um, but that looked like real puke, though. But so, yeah, it did. It did. I honestly probably think that was a real thing. Um, and then so as they're viewing the um, the footage, uh, you know, you have the guide who gets bit by a snake, and they try to just hack off his leg. They have the first thing they do is they literally they hack don't even off try and get the leg. venom out. Like they just hack it. off his fucking leg and then he dies. <laughs> they, they put the belt. They hack off his leg. They sear his. They sear his stuff. They try to basically. Yeah. And then, then he, he dies. Die. And then they have no guide. And what am I like? I thought it was just like it, there's a really big plot hole in this. Um, obviously, uh. Probably would have gone really bad if it was an actual venomous snake, but it was just a python. Like it wasn't. It was just a python. <laughs> like so, when you think about like the practicality of it, like damn, they really just chopped this whole man's leg off for a python bite. That wouldn't yeah, have I mean, done it would anything. Just hurt. Like that's it. Then, <laughs> then he dies. Like you wouldn't <laughs> have died from venom or anything. Like, it would just fucking hurt. Yeah, like. I mean, like, you could have at least just shown, like, some, like, you could have just shown. And the showed darkest part of some, that is I think the guy did you know, that, put, and that's why they kept yelling, like, hold him down. Because he was like, don't hack off my leg. There's no need to. It just fucking hurts. And yeah. then they hacked off his leg. <laughs> I See, I don't, see, like, as a filmmaker, like, I would just say, hey, you know, put this fake body on the ground right here. Um, Leave this you know, put this um, venomous snake on the ground and get some footage of that, and that's it. Like, you don't just, like, it's as simple as that. You can just, then, but they had to, you know, we're, I guess we're too lazy, and we'll just put a, a python there and just, and hope people believe yeah, that exactly. was a venomous snake. <laughs> but anyone who, but anyone who kind of knows snakes realizes that's not a venomous snake, so it kind of, kind of breaks down on like itself. Like stuff does but in this movie. I digress. Yeah, um, and so basically, you have what's the first set of events that they um 
they do to the, the first natives. set of events is when they're like, walking around. Was it? And they start seeing them. Oh, and so they just shoot. So at they're them. walking like yeah. they just shot at yeah. them randomly, and that's when that guy yeah. got hit in the thigh. That was the first thing they did. Yeah. So they basically they basically walk into the native village. And, you know, they're all kind of, all the natives are like, well, no, it was who are you? That. What are you doing here? It was before that. Then, yeah, all the natives were just chilling was it? in the woods. They weren't even at their village. They were just looking for stuff. And then Alan, the Alan dude was like, oh, okay, okay. Just like okay. shot one of them in the leg and the rest of them ran off. And they're like, why would you do that? <laughs> and that's when they went back to the village because they knew they were all yeah. there because they followed them back. Yeah. So they, so after Alan shoots that guy. They go back to the village and, you know, they see the guy on the ground that they just shot. And, you know, the natives are all like, I think they're aware that they just did that to him. And they're all like, what What are we supposed to do here? Just like they don't know what to do. They're all kind of in shock. Um, and then they, they, they really, like, violate everything you can think of when it comes to these natives. They kill the they, pig next. They have a pig. They have a pig. They have a pig strung up. The guy kicks the pig and shoots which was the pig real, in the head. Which, which is terrible. that's real as well. <sighs> yeah, and yeah. Then they round up a bunch of the natives, and then they burn down with them their inside. huts with the na- with the natives inside, and they're all like having a good time. Like, yeah, it's just really fucked up, and it's just like. And then what would, uh, I, what would I say to describe it? Um, it's like it's so dreadful. Like you're seeing all this happen. And it's just like really like why why do people take any enjoyment out of this? Like you're filming a documentary. You're filming a documentary about these natives, and then you're just gonna go into their go into their place and kill their food stock, then. Yeah. burn them alive then on top of that they at several points rape several of their well they um, rape the native they rape women. that one girl but that's and after very... the whole village situation because that that dude and her have sex. yeah yeah the dude and the fey chick have sex in front oh, of yeah, the villagers yeah 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 the, okay okay after they burn down some of the huts one of the filmmakers and Faye literally just have sex in front of the villagers. Just. Which I can't remember like, the dude's name, but he was like, all we'll the villagers, show them how we do it. Or yeah. Something like that. All the, but, yeah. And all the villagers are just in the distance. You can see them. They're just looking at them. And they're just having sex. Which like, you can tell this was clearly, <laughs> you know, the director, <laughs> the director's intent was to show that they have this superiority yeah. god complex because they are natives and they're like oh these are primitive people but we're we're better and stronger and you know they yeah. were just having that that's what that whole scene was to me that god complex yeah and like you like you'd you'd have to be really disappointed if you like hired these people to make a documentary on natives and then this oh, happens sure. <laughs> like who would have thought that dude yeah and so you know, you get to see another after that, you get to see another ritual. And this ritual is so I'm trying to understand what exactly happens, but you have a bunch of the 
um, the tribe women strung up. You just a bunch of tribe women surrounded by a strung up pregnant native woman. Oh, they were beating the. And she was sick. Um, and they thought the baby was going to be sick also, and that was what they said. They said they have they have this uh, thing where the tribes people want to eradicate all sickness out of the bloodline. So that's what they were doing. Okay. And so so they took yeah, out the baby, in right? The fucking sand, the fetus. They took out yeah, they they took out the baby and buried it in the alive <laughs> in the ground. And then yeah, and then proceed to bludgeon the woman the the sick native yeah. woman over the head until she dies. And then right after that is when you then you get so the yeah, other race that. after that because then they chase down that that little girl and all three of the uh, male filmmakers they chase down they chase yeah yeah they chase down another native woman and they all take turns raping her and you have like it's just back and forth they're just raping her and it's just like goes on for a while and you're just like which Faye is disgusting she was the only one that wasn't about it she was Faye yeah 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 she was really pissed and like one of the weird things is like you can see a native person just like sitting in the background watching them as it happens um then you have the encounter which it says here it's apparently the same girl impaled well, yeah, that's what they. That's what yeah. Did it for. Apparently, it's the same. Don't you remember? Because Alan, they walked okay. up to the, the stick where the chick was impaled on, and he was like smiling at first, and then the Jack behind the camera was like, "Hey, dude, we're rolling, we're rolling." And he, yeah, was, like, he was like, and then he immediately changed his right. facial expression. He was like, "Oh my god, why would they do this?" And that's why he did it so he could get it yeah. on. He would get the impale thing on film, and that's what he was gonna. You know, when they cut the thing okay. and gave it to the people okay. at BDC. In New York, that's what that's what he was doing. He was trying yeah. to just completely instigate these people into doing the most fucked up stuff in their little rituals and all that, so he could get that on film. And that's why he was doing the fucked up shit that he was doing because he was taking it to the extreme. Yeah. And so, yeah, and this scene right here caused a lot of controversy because of how real it looks. Like no one knew how how in the hell did you get something to look this real and it not be real you have this woman staked through her lower end all the way up through her mouth and obviously it's like it looks really really real and you know people when they saw this they thought that it legitimately happened and so she's impaled and yeah one of the things is like during that scene the one guy's smiling the entire time and then he's like bro we're rolling and then, he, and then he's like oh yeah. my god this is so fucked up what why would they do something like this and it's like these are like the most scummy filmmakers <laughs> you could ever think of and I will give the director props for making us disgusted at them like he, at it's least the most he on delivered the on that like satire you possible. absolutely hate <laughs> yeah you 
Yeah, you hate the filmmakers this entire time. They're really shitty oh, fucking sure. people. And so then as they're filming other stuff, um, one of the filmmakers gets impaled by the a natives, spear. Which, before we get to these From final the natives, scenes, yep. these final scenes are basically near the end yeah. of the movie, but before we get to this, between all these terrible segments in the documentaries, films, you're seeing cutbacks to New York of the people actually watching them. And, of course, yeah. this is the stuff that I had a problem with in the movie. Because the whole time, the audience has built this, like, umbilicus to Monroe, the guy at the beginning who has found the footage. And this whole time, he's kind of being the only one with the moral compass. And, of course, the, the director wants you yeah. to completely be on this guy's side. Because it's like, first of all, we've already imprinted on him at the beginning of the movie. And, second of all, he's the only one that actually has a conscience when it comes to any of this stuff. But this is the part of the movie that I don't parts of the movie yeah. that I don't like because the whole time it's basically just Monroe going like you can't show this this is fucked up you can't do that and the corporate people are like why yeah. it's, it's so good they you know it's a, we, you know that's what the lady sensationalism sells right she was now. like people like, want people their want senses to, see, yeah. to be raped or whatever yeah. and then Monroe was like well that's Western civilization for you and then that's when you have the other way too on the nose metaphor about. Monroe talking about like, oh, well, we're savages to them, you know. And he was like, hey, "How would you feel if someone came yeah. in your house? Yeah, and, and all about on the floor. Would you act yeah. civilized?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. That's the stuff that pisses me off because I feel like it's like, does the director really feel like he has to explain that?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah That's common sure. sense. Like, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, do. You... That's that's the kind of analysis that you'd hope, like, you know. Just people pick up on it. You don't need to spoon feed them at all. Exactly. It. You yeah. you hit hit it right on the head. Like, there's yeah. what's the point in the spoon feeding and kind of like holding the audience's hand? Like, don't you feel like your movie should be able to say that for itself without having the characters inside the movie yeah. telling us to think that? <laughs> yeah. And so, and the final set of scenes from the footage, um, the one guy Jack is hit by a spear, and. Um, Alan does doesn't really care. He's like, well, we just need to keep on filming. Filming. Yeah, he was like, let's film it. Let's film it. And yeah, so he's like, he's and, still alive. <laughs> yeah. So they take they take Jack. They take down his pants. They cut off his penis, and they're bludgeoning his head. And next, they like put him on the ground. They cut off his head. His head's off to the side. They cut off his arms and legs, and then basically, just you have they just had you just have his torso, and they're bludgeoning his torso. They're taking all of everything out and everything, and they're eating it. And then uh, that's when you get to um, Faye is captured by the natives, and so. You kind of see this coming. Um, they strip her down, and this is kind of one of the more tougher rape scenes I've seen. This with the camera movement and everything, and yeah, they're zoom all in. <laughs> and but so one of the natives is like they basically just strip her naked, gang rape her, 
um, beater some more than Beheader. Yep. And then they go for Alan. <laughs> the 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 Yano Almo tribe locates and kills the rest of the team members. And um, did we did we see anything of how they killed Alan? No, the camera just falls on the ground. And you yeah. see like half of his face, yeah. and it's bloodied, and then it cuts yeah. out. Yeah. So you see. Well, so Alan dies beforehand. No, Alan um, was the last one. He was the last one holding the camera, and that's why. Okay, okay. That's another really cheap part to me from the director. How are you going to make this guy be the most fucked up on the film crew and not even give the audience the satisfaction of seeing him get fucked up? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> like that is that is such a cheap cop out from the director. Also, another thing that pisses me off. He knew oh. what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. So they track him down. You know, and the camera's going all over the place, and then you see his bloody face on the ground and that's where the footage ends. And so then you see the, um, you see the executives and Monroe sitting in the room. They're all really taken back at what they saw. Um, they get up and then the one of them makes a phone call and says, burn, burn all the footage. Yeah. And Monroe's happy. That's that happened. Um, so he walks outside the building. Then you learn that the projectionist was um, arrested and fined for $10,000 because he didn't burn the footage. He sold the footage for $250,000. Yeah. And then that's the end. And well, you get the another... end is right. <laughs> the end is the worst line in the whole movie. When Monroe oh, walks yeah, outside yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, yeah. who who really are the cannibals? And it's like, dude, could you get any more preachy on the nose? Like, that was the nail in the coffin for me. Like, especially since that was the last line in the movie. I was like, fuck yeah. off, dude. You're who new. really is the cannibals? Yeah. That was just fuck and, off. And so then you get obviously like the very soothing um upbeat kind of song and that's cannibal holocaust <laughs> that's cannibal holocaust <laughs> burn it all burn it all to the ground <laughs> um yeah i still still after this discussion you can either like it's either gonna go one or two ways for someone viewing this you're gonna think this is really good commentary on westernized um history on how we treat um native people or you're gonna say it's no artistic integrity whatsoever it's a hack of shit truly it's a tro it's a piece of atrocious filmmaking i wouldn't say it's atrocious filmmaking <sighs> the director has talent obviously yeah he knew what he was doing i just think he i just don't think he was very intelligent in the way he executed it okay um I do think there is good commentary here, but like you said, it's the exposition and the spoon feeding and not being subtle about it that kind of doesn't doesn't hit home like it should. Yeah. Um the director the whole time is like, Here comes the airplane, here you go, baby. Eat, <laughs> eat up your thoughts, enjoy it consume what i am yeah. telling you <laughs> um besides the animal cruelty which is 
really bad. And besides that, the other deaths, deaths and stuff like that, are really well done. Yeah, really good practical effects, which he should have done for that. Insanely well done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Insanely well done practical effects. He probably he like you knew he kind of had that like superiority complex that since they were animals you could just do whatever yeah which is not a thing that you want anyone to have no um and you never want to hear about that but so obviously the deaths are really good practical effects um it's it is it it lives up to its name it is a very vile unpleasant disturbing watch and yeah, um, Green Inferno is better. Edison, do you do you have any closing thoughts that I haven't mentioned? Uh honestly, if you if you're just dying to watch this out of pure curiosity, go for it. But uh, other than that, is I don't think it's really worth your time. <laughs> I originally gave this film a three and a half star. I think I am going to lower it. To a three star, go in the middle ground. Go in the middle ground. You centrist. Go in the, mid- <laughs> go in the middle ground and um, take it for both sides. That it's such a pinnacle for disturbing cinema. At the same time, there's some shitty aspects about it and some flaws. But that's how Han- that is Cannibal Holocaust. Um. It's only right for us, for our next movie, to do Green Inferno. Eli Ross, Green Inferno. Dale, which yeah. is a, <laughs> It's a direct homage to Cannibal Holocaust and those cannibal films and specifically what they call the Green Inferno but it's actually in good. this movie. Um, I, Eli Roth has always been a guilty pleasure filmmaker for me. I've, I tend to like a lot of his movies. Despite the flaws. I do like this um, Eli Roth. He's, he's pretty good. And I remember liking the Green Inferno the first time, even though there's some really flawed stuff about it. But that is where we will watch next. Sweet. That is where we will go. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, we appreciate it. Um, and have a great rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening. And, yeah, see you next time. Peace.